Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So we got a big night coming up that I want to tell you guys all about. Um, It's going to be a night on Friday, February 2nd, 8 p.m. at the Bethesda Theater. Uh, That is near my old hood. Uh, It's all of us from 980 and from 106.7 The Fan all getting together, getting on stage together for a night of sports laughs, behind-the-scenes stories. i got to think of some that I can actually uh, tell. I'll tell one or two that maybe are a little bit out of school. Uh, Sports debate conversation, Friday, February 2nd. It's 106.7 The Fan and the team – oh, versus the Team 980 Live. Friday, February 2nd at 8 p.m. at the Bethesda Theater. Um, you know, who will the commanders pick in free agency? Who are they going to pick at number two overall? How soon before they're actually going to compete and win a Super Bowl? Um, it's all off air, on stage, and uncensored, featuring the sports junkies, Grant and Danny, Brian and JP, me, Chris Russell, Craig Hoffman, um, and the boys from Bit Season and more. So get tickets today at BethesdaTheater.com. That's BethesdaTheater.com. It's presented by Main Street Bank. Cheer local, bank local. Put their team in your office. Visit MStreetBank.com for more information. That'll be a fun night. Looking forward to that Friday, February 2nd. 
tickets. I want all of you, so many of you, we haven't seen each other in a long time. When I used to be out with Tommy doing various events or doing the pregame show from the stadium all of those years outside in the old Bud Light Pavilion, uh, I saw a lot of you, but this is an opportunity for uh, many of us to see each other again. It was fun, actually, at the draft, uh, not at the party, at the the announcement of the owner um, uh, party back in, uh, what did we call that celebration down at the bullpen? What Burgundy did we call that and sold. Burgundy and sold. Uh, that was a fun day. So it was recently, but I want to see everybody out there, all of you that listen to the show um would love to see you out in Bethesda. So again, tickets at BethesdaTheater.com for Friday, February 2nd, 8 p.m. Uh, we will have a beer or five together and uh, tell stories about Ivan Sabah and many others. <laughs> you know, I, I've never met Ivan. I've never met Sabah. I've never met Ian before. Three, three of the notable long-termers... Um, so who knows? Maybe we'll have a chance to do that on that night. Okay, so Bill Belichick's available. I I still don't really understand what appears to me, based on you know a lot of anecdotal with a lot of you, either by social media or by calls or even a lot of my friends. I don't understand the pushback to Belichick. It seems overwhelming. To me, like none of you want Belichick. I mean, I, I I can't wrap my arms around that. Really? You don't want the greatest coach in the history of the game? I understand if people would say, look, if he were our coach, that'd be fine. But he can't also be the chief construction you know, artist of the roster. He wouldn't be. We, we understand that. You know, that's not the direction. By the way, all the reporting says no interest in Belichick. And it's kind of what we've been talking about for a couple of months. It was the first thing I heard when it became a possibility on Belichick. Now, I haven't heard the same thing about Harbaugh, but we've heard that this about Belichick for a while, that this is not an area that they were going to look at. And look, it may just simply be because Bill wants a lot of control. And whatever the next gig is for him. Um, Even though, remember earlier this week, there was some conversation about, you know, or at least some reporting about a conversation about Bill relinquishing some of the roster control that he had before. I actually felt like there was a chance, at least based on the reports, that Belichick may stay on in New England as a head coach. there are, you know, with the Ben Johnsons and the Bobby Slowicks and the Anthony Weavers and the Mike McDonalds, you do realize, people, right, that that's, an, that's like the draft. And it's like a one-in-three shot that one of them will end up being good enough. And it's like a one-in-six or one-in-seven shot that they end up being good enough for a long period of time. Um, I'm not suggesting that that path isn't an attractive path, especially if you really think that Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick or Raheem Morris or Mike McDonald or any of these potential candidates really blow you away in the same way that Joe Gibbs blew Bobby Beathard away back in 1980, uh, 1981 in the offseason of 81 leading into his first year. Um, but the idea that you would just completely dismiss Belichick and say, well, he's, you know, especially the, the 
uh, what I would refer would refer to as the limit, majorly limited talk about how he's not a good coach because he can't win anything without Brady. Um, but anyway, would I be interested in Belichick just as a coach? A hundred percent, I would. It's not going to happen, but a hundred percent, I would. And I find those that they completely dismiss it as absolutely not, not even open-minded enough to even just consider like a three- to five-year run of Bill Belichick and then he turns it over to one of his assistants because he does develop a, a really good staff. I know that his coaching tree isn't super impressive as head coaches, um, but he always has a super strong staff. But anyway, um, I digress. Uh Bill Belichick and Nick Saban, you know, essentially having their careers in their respective places, Alabama and New England, ending within 24 hours of each other, was really quite an incredible 24-hour period of news. I mean, you're talking about arguably the greatest college coach in history and arguably the greatest NFL coach in history, both having their reigns come to an end. And I would imagine yesterday, and I didn't take in a lot of the conversation yesterday, I was preoccupied yesterday, but um, I would imagine a lot of the conversation was not only about their relationship, they're obviously super close. He hired Nick Saban uh, to be on his staff when he was the head coach in Cleveland. But which of the two is the greatest coach of all time? If we consider Saban to be the greatest coach of all time, Quite amazing that Nick Saban will go down as the greatest coach of all time, and Paul Bear Bryant will be remembered as the second greatest Alabama coach of all time. But that's been the case for a while uh, now. Also thought about Denton just, really? The last play was a quarterback draw with Milrow that got stopped two and a half yards short of the goal line in a playoff? Um, in which you could make the case he did one of his best coaching jobs that he's ever done this past season. Because if you watched college football early in the season, you would have never said, yeah, Bam is going to be there at the end. They'll be in the playoff. Um, when they were struggling, remember that day against South Florida um, on the road, USF? Uh, but anyway, um, I was thinking about this, and I was actually talking um, earlier this morning to a friend of mine just about Belichick versus Saban. To, be, to me, it's actually – I don't know what the answer is in terms of who is the better coach. They're both brilliant, clearly. Belichick's one of the greatest defensive minds in the history of the game. Some would say the greatest X's and O's defensive coach of all time. Forget about what he was as a leader and as a head coach and a six-time Super Bowl winner and a nine-time Super Bowl participant, et cetera, um, with, by the way, Super Bowls that weren't all about Brady. You know, witness what they did to the Rams on two different occasions, the greatest show on turf and then the Sean McVay Rams, which was a defensive masterpiece, really, in that particular Super Bowl. But to me, it's, it's, a, it's a conversation more because I don't know what the answer is on who's the greater coach, who's the greater tactician, who's the greater in-game coach. I will say this, Belichick was a much better in-game you know, a strategist, in my opinion, than Saban was. And I think it's just because in the NFL, you are exposed to it a lot more often than, they are, than you are at Bama in terms of close games. 
you know, games in which things like timeout management, clock management, et cetera, become important. Belichick, much better at that over the years than Saban. But that aside, to me, it's a conversation about accomplishments. To me, Belichick's accomplishments completely trump Saban's accomplishments. Nick Saban, brilliant career, all-time college football coach, 292-71-1 as, as a head coach at Bama, 201-29. National championships galore in multiple spots, including LSU and Bama. He's in the most accomplished college coach of all time. But college is so much different than the NFL. The NFL is designed for the opposite of what Bill Belichick achieved. College football isn't, and now it really isn't. But even before, in some ways, you could make the case that before NIL and before the transfer portal, there were just a few programs, and I say a few, I mean certainly a dozen or so, that were, you know, for all intents and purposes, figuring out a way to grease the skids to get players into their universities. Uh, And Alabama always had much more talent than 95% of the teams that were on their schedule. I think one of the things that's impressive about about Saban, um, Denton, he never lost games that he wasn't supposed to lose. Can you name one game that he ever lost that that wasn't against a true upper-tier comp in the moment, whether it was LSU or A&M, etc., he never lost to Missouri or Kentucky. You know, he just didn't lose. He never lost to somebody he wasn't supposed to lose to. Can you think of any off the top of your head? Yeah, there, there was the one A&M game two years ago when Zach Calzada became like the second coming of the greatest quarterback in college football history But remember, ever. they were without... They were without Bryce Young in that game. They, they were they were hurt, but that that's the only one that I can look at that game and say that Texas A and M team wasn't all that good. But that's that's one time in you know nearly twenty years at Alabama. And again, Bryce Young. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure he did not play in that game. I right? either did not play or didn't play fully in the game. Yeah, he right. was definitely not there for all of it. But to me, it's Belichick's accomplishments in a in a sport that is designed for the opposite to happen. College football, there are major disparities in talent. So if you combine your major disparity in talent with also a major disparity on the sideline, you're going to win big and you're going to win a lot. New England accomplished something in an era of free agency, salary cap, draft that's weighted, that's based on trying to be fair and equal and the whole idea of league parity. Their dynasty was the opposite of what the league was designed to produce. The Patriots were fortunate, I understand, to be in the AFC East for all of those years without a legitimate, consistent competitor in the division, which allowed them to win divisions year in and year out, which also resulted in a number of, uh, a majority, significant majority of playoff games in Foxborough at home. But Belichick winning all of those games, all of those playoff games, 
And all of those Super Bowls, remember when you got to the Super Bowl, it was neutral field and you were playing the best from the other conference. I just don't think the accomplishments are close. An NFL coach is, it's much harder for an NFL coach to produce dynastic results. It's all built to prevent it. And in college sports, it isn't. Yeah, he got Brady. Got Brady in the sixth round. Let's not forget that. He had Brady. He had a great quarterback. But a lot of their big wins were Belichick defensive wins, including the first run to their first Super Bowl, including their recent run uh, and Super Bowl over the Rams. Uh, Bill Belichick, to me, you know, he'll eventually, with whomever he lands, will will I'm sure over the next three years, four years, end up with the most wins of any coach in NFL history. He's already cleared the deck by nine wins over Andy Reid in terms of playoff wins. If you want to point to the years without Brady here recently, I point to Bill Belichick, the GM, and say it's his fault. That team was awesome defensively this year at times, and so well coached defensively as they have been forever with him. Uh, let's not forget that without Brady, they did go 11-5 and with, with Matt Castle. Let's not forget that he went to the playoffs twice in Cleveland as a head coach. I'm sorry, played two playoff games, went to the playoffs once, 11-5, and in his next-to-last season. Um, I would say that if we're talking about accomplishment, it's Bill Belichick who did something against what the league had designed to prevent. And I just think it's still amazing to this day to think of what we lived through from 2001 until, you know, until their last Super Bowl win or their last playoff season, which was a couple of years ago with Mac Jones as a rookie. Uh, It just shouldn't have happened uh, the way it did, but it did. Um, incredible careers. Uh, where does Belichick go next? It's not here. Um, you know, all of the reporting. It's it's funny how the national reporting is still like Washington makes the most sense for Bill. Um, and I do think that Bill Belichick, because he's such an NFL historian, that show that he helped co-host, um, you know, uh, on the NFL Network when they did the top 100 greatest players of all time. I've never seen him more animated and better. He loves talking about the history of the NFL, and he was a part of the heyday of the NFC East, and he knows what this place was like. He knows what it was like to walk into RFK Stadium for the biggest game of the year multiple times. Uh, with Bill Parcells and Lawrence Taylor and Phil Sims and Joe Morris and Mark Bavaro and Harry Carson and company. Those games were intense, all of them. And I'm sure, like Sean Payton did, remember, over the summer when he was on that NFL XM Sirius show and he told Adam Shine, who was the host, that he just can't believe what Washington has become because he remembers when he was with the Cowboys or the Giants or the Parcells or whatever, what it was like to come here and what the NFC East was like. You know, this was when he, you know, disclosed that a potential bidder on the team had reached out to him 
to see if he'd be interested in being the coach um, while Ron Rivera still had the job. But trust me, uh, Parcells, Belichick, all of the guys that were around with the Giants during their heyday, they have reverence for what this was. And I have heard that Belichick would prefer the NFC. But again, it's not going to happen because all of the reporting, and I think it's accurate because this is something that we heard when it first became even a conversation, is that Josh Harris would it, would prefer to go in a different direction than going with um, Bill Belichick. Um, so where does he go? I don't know. It seems like there are a lot of tea leaves pointing to Atlanta. I just remind you that if he does end up in Atlanta, um, that Kirk Cousins is a free agent. And Belichick loves Cousins, loves him. Just go back when they played him in New England. I think they played on Thanksgiving last year or the year before that on Thanksgiving night. And and listen to Belichick, you know, with the effusive praise pregame and postgame. Um, and Kirk's wife, Julie, is from Atlanta. I think the Vikings are going to re-sign him, but that would probably be something that Belichick, if he ended up in Atlanta, would be looking for. He's got to get a quarterback in Atlanta if he ends up going there. It would be kind of the move in terms of the division, the landscape of the division, which just looks wide open right now to win and to dominate um, with just better coaching. Um, then say the AFC West and the Chargers opportunity appears to be. All right. A couple things to get to, including we'll start to look at these playoff games this weekend. Um, And uh, Denton's got some news. We'll get to all that when we come back. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980, the Team980.com. We're free and live on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 